Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV, found under the ear, nose, and throat section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 65-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for dizziness. Her symptoms began while lying in bed, and when she turned her head to the side, she had an abnormal spinning sensation. The episode lasted for about 30 seconds and has occurred multiple times over the course of the week. Her symptoms are associated with nausea. On physical exam, she had subjective vertigo and nystagmus with the Dix-Halpike maneuver. She is treated with the Epley maneuver, which significantly improved her symptoms. Let's continue with an introduction to benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV. Clinically, it is defined as an inner ear disorder leading to a spinning sensation exacerbated by head movement. In terms of the epidemiology, it is more common in women and it is more common in the elderly. With regards to the pathogenesis, let's quickly review some anatomy. Remember that the inner ear sensory hair cells detect endolymph movement with head or body motion. This causes the brain to perceive motion or position. Rotation acceleration is detected by the semicircular canals, and linear acceleration is detected by the utricle and saccule. Canalithiasis, or calcium debris, within the semicircular canal leads to improper motion of the endolymph. This results in a spinning sensation. And the most common site of canalithiasis is the posterior semicircular canal. In terms of the etiology, it may be idiopathic, it may be due to head trauma, it may be caused by an inner ear disease, or it may be due to prolonged head immobility. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include vertigo that lasts one minute or less, and it will typically be provoked by head movements, and it may be associated with nausea or vomiting. On exam, the Dix-Halpike maneuver leads to vertigo and nystagmus when the affected ear is downwardly turned. This suggests a canalith is in the posterior semicircular canal. Another exam maneuver is the lateral head turn while supine, or the head roll or log roll test. This leads to vertigo and nystagmus when turned toward the affected side. It suggests a canalith is in the lateral semicircular canal. And when making the diagnosis, remember that this is a clinical diagnosis. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about Meniere disease, with differentiating factors being that this will be associated with sensory neural hearing loss and tinnitus. And finally, in terms of treatment, conservative options include the Epley maneuver. This is indicated as the treatment of choice to reposition the canalith. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 59-year-old man presents to the emergency department with a sudden onset sensation that the room is spinning, causing him to experience several episodes of nausea and vomiting. Upon arriving, the patient's symptoms have resolved. He states his symptoms occurred as he was going to bed. He has never experienced this before, but felt extremely dizzy for roughly three minutes. He currently feels at his baseline. The patient is otherwise healthy and only has a history of eczema. His temperature is 97.7 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.5 degrees Celsius. 
blood pressure is 135 over 85, pulse is 85 beats per minute, respirations are 13 breaths per minute, and oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Physical exam is notable for a healthy man with a normal gait. The patient has a physiologic nystagmus and his cranial nerve exam is unremarkable. The patient's head is turned to the left and he is laid back on the stretcher, which exacerbates severe symptoms with a nystagmus notable. The patient's symptoms improve after two minutes of being in this position. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo Choice 2. Labyrinthitis Choice 3. Meniere disease Choice 4. Vertebrobasilar stroke or choice 5, vestibular neuritis. The best answer to this question is, choice 1, benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. This patient is presenting with vertigo that is positional, as he is going to bed, that is subsequently exacerbated by the Dix-Halpike maneuver suggesting a diagnosis of benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV, presents with vertigo that is positional, such as occurring at night when the patient lays down to sleep or sits up rapidly. Situations when it can occur include when a patient experiences a position change, such as going to bed or waking up. Patients are often asymptomatic between episodes. However, the Dix-Halpike maneuver can reposition the otoliths, causing acute symptoms. Subsequently, BPPV can be treated with the Epley maneuver. Patients can have their symptoms controlled with anticholinergics such as meclizine and can be taught the Epley maneuver to perform on their own. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Labyrinthitis presents with symptoms of continuous vertigo after a viral illness. However, hearing loss is also present, thus differentiating it from vestibular neuritis. Choice 3. Meniere disease presents with vertigo in a relapsing and remitting fashion with tinnitus, unilateral hearing loss, and a sensation of fullness in the affected ear. Symptoms are episodic in nature and often with continuous hearing loss or ear fullness. Choice 4. Vertebrobasilar stroke would present in a high-risk patient, such as an elderly, diabetic, hypertensive, or peripheral vascular disease patient, with continuous neurological deficits, including vertigo. The diagnosis can further be worked up with an MRI. Choice 5. Vestibular neuritis presents with vertigo after a viral infection or secondary to an inflammatory process without hearing loss, thus differentiating it from labyrinthitis. The only treatment needed is symptomatic, such as diphenhydramine, as this condition self-resolves. Finally, a bullet summary. Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo presents with vertigo that is positional and can be exacerbated by the Dix-Halpike maneuver. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 28-year-old man presents to his primary care physician after experiencing intense nausea and vomiting yesterday. He states that he ran a 15-kilometer race in the morning and felt well while resting in a hammock afterwards. However, when he rose from the hammock, he experienced two episodes of emesis accompanied by a sensation that the world was spinning around him. This lasted about one minute and self-resolved. He denies tinnitus or hearing changes. 
but he notes that he still feels slightly imbalanced. He has a past medical history of migraines, but he typically does not have nausea or vomiting with the headaches. At this visit, the patient's temperature is 98.5 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.9 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 126 over 81. Pulse is 75 beats per minute and respirations are 13 breaths per minute. Cardiopulmonary exam is unremarkable. Cranial nerves are intact and gross motor function and sensation are within normal limits. When the patient's head is turned to the right side and he is lowered quickly to the supine position, he claims that he feels dizzy and nauseous. Nystagmus is noted in both eyes. Which of the following is the best treatment for this patient's condition? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Particle repositioning maneuver Choice 2. Thiazide diuretic Choice 3. Triptan therapy Choice 4. Meclizine Or Choice 5. Increased fluid intake The best answer to this question is Choice 1. Particle repositioning maneuver This patient had a brief episode of vertigo, nausea, and vomiting, and exhibits a positive Dix-Halpike test, which is most consistent with benign positional vertigo. The best treatment is the Epley maneuver, which repositions particles in the inner ear. BPPV presents with sudden movement followed by intense vertigo, nausea, and vomiting. The episodes typically last less than one minute, but feelings of imbalance afterward is commonplace. The Dix-Halpike test is the principal method of diagnosing BPPV. The Epley maneuver repositions the free-floating calcium particles, which are felt to be the source of the symptoms, from the semicircular canal into the utricle and is the first-line treatment. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. A thiazide diuretic would be appropriate for Meniere's disease. This would present with vertigo, tinnitus, and hearing loss with the feeling of fullness in the ear. The medication works to reduce endolymph buildup in the inner ear. Choice 3. Triptan therapy is an abortive treatment for migraine headaches, and it acts through agonist activity at the serotonin 5-HT1B and 1D receptors. Although migraines can cause vertigo, nausea, and vomiting, and this patient does have a history of migraines, they would not produce a positive Dix-Halpike test. Choice 4. Meclizine is an antagonist at the histamine H1 receptor, and it can be used as second-line therapy for BPPV. It acts by depressing vestibular stimulation, but the Epley maneuver should be attempted first. Choice 5. Increased fluid intake would be useful in orthostatic hypotension, which, like BPPV, occurs with sudden rising. Although this patient did run a race and is therefore at risk for dehydration, his symptoms are more consistent with BPPV given the positive Dix-Halpike test. Finally, a bullet summary. The Epley maneuver, which repositions calcium particles in the inner ear, is the first-line treatment for benign positional vertigo. For the third question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 60-year-old woman presents to the emergency department with dizziness. She states it started this morning when she woke up from bed and was severe causing her to vomit. The episode resolved in one minute. The patient has a past medical history of hypertension, diabetes, obesity, 
and atrial fibrillation treated with warfarin and metoprolol. She recently recovered from a cold a few days ago. Her temperature is 99.0 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 174 over 99. Pulse is 115 beats per minute. Respirations are 12 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Physical exam is notable for a well-appearing woman. Her neurological exam, including cranial nerves and gait, is within normal limits. The patient is laid flat in the bed, which causes an episode of dizziness with notable nystagmus and vomiting. She feels better after one minute. The patient's ECG demonstrates an irregularly irregular rhythm without any P waves. Lab values are notable for an INR of 3.5. Which of the following is the most likely etiology of this patient's symptoms? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Canalithiasis Choice 2. Increased endolymph production Choice 3. Inflammation of the vestibular apparatus Choice 4. Inflammation of the vestibulocochlear apparatus Or Choice 5. Vertebrobasilar insufficiency The best answer to this question is choice 1, canalithiasis. This patient is presenting with intermittent, severe vertigo, which is provoked by position changes, which is most consistent with benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. BPPV is commonly caused by canalithiasis. BPPV is a common form of peripheral vertigo that results from a dislodged piece of otolith called otoconia when dislodged, causing disturbances in the semicircular canals. The presentation of BPPV involves sudden and episodic vertigo with head movements that last for seconds to minutes, accompanied by nausea and vomiting. The physical exam will demonstrate a horizontal nystagmus with specific head postures, such as the Dix-Helpike maneuver. Treatment involves repositioning exercises, such as the Epley maneuver, as well as meclizine or diphenhydramine for symptomatic control. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Increased endolymph production describes Meniere disease, which presents with chronic symptoms including hearing loss and ear fullness and intermittent episodes of vertigo. Treatment involves diuretics and salt restriction. Choices 3 and 4. Inflammation of the vestibular apparatus and vestibulocochlear apparatus describes vestibular neuritis, which is sustained or persistent vertigo after a cold and labyrinthitis, which is sustained or persistent vertigo and hearing loss after a cold. This condition will resolve on its own. However, symptoms can be treated with meclizine or diphenhydramine. Choice 5. Vertebrobasilar insufficiency can present with syncope, or if there is a hemorrhage or ischemia, it may present in an elderly patient with multiple risk factors with sustained and severe vertigo that is sudden onset and associated with dysarthria and dystonia. Finally, a bullet summary. Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo is commonly caused by canalithiasis. That's all for this review about benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on medbullets.com.
you can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.